bad habit, I guess we uh-huh. can call it. Yeah, I, we call it a bad habit. I don't want to call it a bad habit. I brought, <laughs> brought that thinking. Can I just say thinking? No, no, no. Baggage. Bad yeah. habit. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And today we want to talk about the stuff. <laughs> stuff. Stuff. Just Some stuff. people might call it baggage yeah, that's right. <laughs> that we bring into marriage. And let's face it, we all bring stuff, stuff. into our marriages yeah. from our families of origin and just our life yeah, well, experiences. We have. We right? Have. Some of that stuff, it's really, really good. And other stuff might be not so good. <laughs> yeah. And so today we want to explore some ways that we can deal with the you know, the not-so-good stuff. The not-so-good stuff, yeah, yeah. Before jumping into that, though, we have a... I don't know if it's a funny story. To, well, we think it's funny. It's well, almost like a poor Kieran story as well, but we all laugh. And he handles it really well, too. He laughs. We went to a, a baseball game. There's a minor league baseball team here in our city, and so we went to a game. It's our second game of the year. It is. I feel like we're fans now. Yeah, like legit we, fans. Legit fans. <laughs> you, all the, well, all the kids, and you have a t-shirt of the team i do not uh, not yet so maybe i'm the fake fan but anyways anyways that's not what we're talking about but anyways kieran every time we go to the baseball game he's just like "Uh, who's bringing their glove we gotta catch a ball we're gonna catch a ball and that's all he talks about is catching a ball and so he is uh, in his seat and he decides that he's going to move down to the third baseline just off the yeah, fence. Because we've been sitting there for a while. This yeah. is a few innings in. It's a few innings in and he gets up and he goes and, he, and then he, you can stand along the, the third baseline and he's standing there hoping then a ball's going to come. And would you believe it? <laughs> the next batter hits a foul ball and it lands perfectly where he just was. Yes. Not where he is. Like in that Literally exact seat. In the exact <laughs> seat that he was sitting in before he got up and left. Poor guy. Yeah, and then uh, our brother-in-law, he caught it, and our niece, is our first ever baseball game, gets the baseball, yeah. and he is standing down the third baseline, and we can see him, and he's like, arms out. He's laughing. Yeah, he's like, like what? Yeah, he has handles it so well like i don't he think does. i would handle it as well as he <laughs> as he does and then later on you're out walking with our niece and you get another ball because it goes over yep. the fence and a uh, foul ball and it just happens to be where you it and- was we were looking for balls that had been missed but of course the kids as soon as there's a foul ball oh, it's it's like piranhas they yeah. just attack that yeah. area well you get money you get two bucks you do if you you're supposed to turn the ball in because it's property of the team and yeah. they'll give you a toonie but not just any toonie they claim it is a shiny toonie. Yeah. And, and if, if it's, it's not, not shiny, they will shine it for you. Like yeah. it, it gets announced and anyways. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so our niece gets two baseballs, her first ever baseball game. Kieran, this would be our third. And he is striking out. Yeah. But the fact that it landed, like what are the odds out of all of it? Yeah, not good. That it lands exactly <laughs> Literally bounces on the seat that he was was sitting in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's like a lesson of like patience and or something in there, but I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. He, he tries and he yeah. tries hard and he looks for them and one day he'll yeah, he'll get it. He will. And hopefully I would love him if he does get to catch one. Mm-hmm. Like that would be really cool. Because he always brings his ball glove. Always brings his ball glove and he would have had a perfect <laughs> opportunity. And then the other part with that, which was pretty funny too, was my sister freaking out and just yelling, What do we do? What do we do? As the ball is coming, our daughter spills my uh spits, the seeds I had. And it was just like chaos <laughs> going on. Well, because they could tell it was coming in their general direction, but yeah. instead of watching the ball, they kind of panicked and started to duck and cover. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just watching where it's going to land and realize it actually isn't going to hit you. It's further over. They're panicking. Where, what do we do? What do we do? They're yelling. <laughs> We're all like, what is going on? Yeah, because it, it like did a high, high arc. And oh, yeah. so it was kind of like slow motion. Like you could see it yeah. all happening. Yeah, you can watch it come down oh, and you would know if it's going to hit you or not. And yeah. anyways, it was, it was a lot of fun. Poor Kieran. Yeah, uh, poor guy. It, yeah, poor guy. But as I said... He handles it really, really well. He does. He he laughs about it. He he enjoys the fact that his niece, that no, wouldn't be his niece, cousin, yeah. uh, gets a ball. Like he says, oh, that's awesome. And he's he, and he's glad for her that she gets a ball. Yeah, way to go, Kieran. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I think, you know what? There's the life lesson for us. Yeah. Even when it doesn't go our way, can we celebrate yeah. for the person that it does go for? Yeah. Because he is so good at doing that. I don't think I would have been as happy. Like, I would have been like, I was just sitting there. Like, how, why is everything against me? Yeah, like, that's poor what me, I would, I'm a victim. Yeah. Now, why does she get the ball? Like, that's what I would have been, oh unfortunately, probably maybe tipping towards. But Kieran is just like, hey, that's awesome. You get a ball, you get to hand it in and get a toonie. And oh, dear. he did say, he's like, oh, that should have been my toonie. But he did have, he has a great approach to life and yeah. a great approach to when things don't always go his way he's able to see and celebrate and be happy for that person who yeah. it is going for he's so, quick to focus on the positive he's quick to focus on the positive <laughs> I, I think feel we like, recently talked i feel about like there's a podcast where 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 do we place our focus yeah totally like that anyways totally fits it if if you haven't heard it, it was the last podcast uh-huh. last week that we just recorded. Go back and listen to about where do we put our focus. But he seems to always put his focus on the positive. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to our baggage claim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most of us, we can say that we got a lot of good things from, mm. from our parents, from our families growing up. Right? Maybe maybe it's our sense of responsibility that was instilled in us. Maybe good manners our playfulness or our mm. sense of adventure or humor. Maybe we learned to be really good stewards of money from our parents. Hardworking, kind and loving, right? The list could go mm-hmm. on and on about the yeah. different things that we got mm-hmm. from our families of origin. But that might not be everyone's story, yeah. right? Yeah. Some people do grow up in really dysfunctional homes And we will say we are very sorry if that is part of your story. That's not how family is supposed to be. But if that is the case, at the very, very least, life was given to Mm -hmm. us. Yeah. 
Yeah, boil it right down. They gave us life, and, and we can go with that. And so really, no matter what, what we're saying here is that we will always leave our home with with some stuff. Yes, uh, right? some like, like, baggage. With, with a little bit of baggage <laughs> that we're bringing along with us, and, and here's why. Because no one is perfect. We all make mistakes. No one gets it right all the time, and so it's inevitable that we will have some sort of emotional baggage or stuff that we are going to have to address as adults in our lives. And the key here is really in all of this is to be able to claim our own baggage, right? right? And I even think as we raise our kids, we are trying to the best effort that we can yeah. doing the things that we are hoping will set them up to be successful adults. Yeah, and are, leave are, with as little baggage as possible. We leave with as little baggage <laughs> as possible, but we know there yeah. there's some stuff that we haven't done right. And, and there'll be some baggage in our, our kids' lives as they become adults and process things. And maybe they want to do some things different. And but we also hope that we've instilled some really, really good stuff yeah, into them. And their... some tools to deal with that baggage. Right, right. As we as they grow older and we're trying to hand them the ball of life more and more. But we do realize that as best as we are trying, we also understand that we're our kids will have some stuff uh, as they move on as well. And, and in our stories, maybe not our personal stories, but in our listeners, you know, no, like if our parents made us as kids the center of the universe, we might have a tendency to struggle with selfishness in our lives. If our parents were the stoic kind of parents and never expressed yeah. any feelings, we might really struggle in identifying and handling our emotions. Or it could be the opposite, where our parents were like showed a lot of emotion. <laughs> and so we're really good at showing emotion, just unfortunately the negative side of emotions yeah. or, or things like that, right? Like we could have that built into us as well. If our parents were laissez-faire style of parenting, we might really struggle then with authority in our life. And then, again, that list can keep going on, but there's there's these ebbs and flows or the opposites or some baggage that we're yeah. dealing with from the home that we grew up in. That's right. And if for me, I guess when I was growing up, we didn't have a lot of extra money. And so gifts were, well, honestly, quite modest, right? We were careful with the things that we bought, but our needs were always met. Mm. And so as an adult, I've had a really hard time spending money. I would feel guilty or I would feel afraid that if I spent money, there's not going to be enough, right? Mm -hmm. And so I really had to process that and learn some new ways of, of thinking and behaving in order to have a healthier relationship with money and really let go of that, that fear mm -hmm. that just kind of took root in my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been blessed with a husband that doesn't have that fear, <laughs> that has no trouble spending money. Mine's the opposite. I, yeah. We both <laughs> had to work on money issues. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It, we just approached it uh, differently. But really... What you were saying there, that's that's such an important thing to realize is, is that we have to dig down into the roots uh, of the issues to really find out what's it, what's it attached to. Find out what's its origin. Name it for what it is and, and what it has become. We have to do that work to acknowledge what it is doing to us or our relationships and then learn new ways of really being and doing yeah. and thinking. And when it comes to the money thing, like we've both had to do that because we have approached it differently. And so 
we both have had to learn why we've approached it differently, what's it attached to, and then again, what's our what's our desired goal? Yeah. What's our outcome? How do we want to approach this in a healthy way in our own marriage and things like that? One of the things that that I brought uh, into <laughs> our marriage, just to switch gears a little bit and talk about another example other than money, uh, but, you know, not really... Cleaning up after myself uh, <laughs> was maybe a little bit of a struggle for yeah. me. But right as growing up, my mom cleaned up after us. So uh, we would make a mess. And this is really in the kitchen, uh, really, uh, like make a sandwich or whatever, or food. And we would make a mess in the kitchen. And by the time we came back, it was already all cleaned up. And so... <laughs> I brought that bad habit, I guess we uh-huh. can call it. Yeah, we call it a I bad habit. I don't want to call it a bad habit. I brought, <laughs> brought that thinking. Can I just say thinking? No, no, no. Baggage. Bad yeah, habit. <laughs> yeah. But I brought that into our marriage, which then, of course, made you really, really frustrated when I would leave a mess. It was really frustrating because it, it felt like you thought that my purpose was just to be your maid, to come after you and clean up your mess, which was really irritating. That's fair, yeah. Because in my family, you were expected to clean up right. after yourself if you made a mess. Yeah. And that is not at all what I'm thinking yeah. or like processing where I'm like, oh, I'll leave a mess because that's Valerie's job. But that is how it made you yeah. feel because that kept happening. Yeah, but for you, that was a pattern that right. you grew up having reinforced that I can make a mess and just walk away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it really wasn't until I acknowledged my bad habit. Uh-huh. I know, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But you it gotta is, claim it. It is a bad, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it is, it was a bad habit to be bringing in. So I had to acknowledge it. And, and then I had to intentionally work towards cleaning up after myself. That really then made myself be able to change. I had to see the mess that I was leaving. Mm-hmm. We had a conversation about it and yeah. you shared how it was making you feel. And I was like, whoa, that's not at all what I'm trying to do. I don't, in fact, I just didn't even recognize I was doing it. Right. right? And so we had those conversations that really helped me then also to acknowledge it and to name it, to work through it and and those, those types of things that we have a friend who, who he really struggled to say the words, I love you as mm-hmm. a young adult be and and this was really rooted into his life as a young child because he remembers this story when he was five and he told his dad that he loved him which really took a lot of courage yeah. for him to be able to do that because those are words that he had never heard his dad say he hadn't said those words and then actually when he told his dad that he loved him his dad's response to him was that's nice and so at five years old, mm-hmm. like this experience taught him that it was not safe to say those two words, those three words, yeah. I love you. And then he brought that habit, he brought that unsafeness into his marriage, into his relationships, and, and he was not able early on to say, I love you. Now, yeah. he, he's been able to process it. Yeah. He's been able to acknowledge it. And I'll tell you, he is one of the earliest men that I'll ever hear like like when we met him and things like that he will freely now say I love you yeah and he genuinely and means he it. genuinely <laughs> means it not generally Gen- genuinely genuinely <laughs> genuinely I said genuinely you said generally. generally generally 
think <laughs> we'll have to listen to the recording and see who's right. <laughs> yeah, yikes! It'll probably be you. I'll I'll, I'll acknowledge that now. It, it was you, but but he is able to say "I love you," and he does mean it. Like like. It isn't just three words that he flippantly throws around. Yeah, like he, but he had to do the work. He did. He had to do the work of overcoming that fear, process, name it, process it, and learn a mm. new way of thinking and doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, another friend, she grew up with a mom who would never admit that she was wrong. As a young girl, she watched this and she learned that you don't admit that you're wrong, even if it's obvious mm. that you are wrong. And so she brought that into her young adult years and into their early part of their marriage. Mm. And it was a real problem until she got to the root of why she was struggling to admit that she was wrong. And then she processed that and learned a new way of thinking and and doing and, mm-hmm. and being. Mm-hmm. And we were meeting with a couple doing some premarital education with them. And as at the end of it, we were talking about them talking with them about kind of like what stood out to you during our time that we were meeting. And they said the thing that really stood out to them during that session was the concept of getting to the roots of why we do what we do and really why others do what they do. And if we can realize our need to evaluate why we do what we do, we will be so much healthier as individuals and really in our Mm -hmm. relationships. And so that was a really a big takeaway for them was to already start processing life and and start asking, you know, digging into the roots, start working through those questions. And this is what we also said to them in in the middle of it, right? Or in the middle of the session was instead of asking our spouse or even ourselves, like, what's wrong with you? Can we get to a point where we're really asking what happened to you to respond that way? Or even as you're processing it in my own life, I could internalize that question and I can ask myself like, What's happened to make me think this way? Or what's happened to make me act this way? And we could ask our spouse that same question. What's what's happened to you to, that you're responding in that way or yeah. acting that way? What's happened to you? And I, I mean, complete that sentence or internalizing it. What's happened to me to make me fill in the rest of that sentence? And I think that is really will, will begin to get us down into those roots of why we respond or act or yeah. do the things that we do. It helps us to evaluate instead of just going on with the flow of life and in the moment, it helps us to be intentional, mm-hmm. right? And, and we do want to also, again, clarify here that we're not saying that we get to blame our parents, right. that we get to blame our, our life experience or situations mm-hmm. for what we're doing for our actions or for our problems or our issues. Mm-hmm. And we're also not saying that we can't just get paralyzed in the in the digging into the roots and then just kind of being stuck in that phase, right? We always have a choice and we need to take full responsibilities for the choices that we make. But we are seeing that understanding what's happened along our life journey to get to the place mm. that we're at, it can be helpful in in the growing and in the changing process. Mm, yeah, and you know, I think I, it can also be helpful for our spouse to know these things too. It gives them, like if we share what we're processing and we share what we're thinking or as we've dug down through the root of and, and been able to identify like, oh, this is why I respond this way. Right. Or this is what is happening when this situation is taking place. If we can share that with our spouse, and I think it gives great insight 
for our spouse into our thought process, maybe even how we process life and what we're doing. And I also think it brings safety or some some closeness because I think, and this is why I think that is because when I share these thoughts with you, you've you have said in the past like, oh, that's great that you're processing. Like, I just want to know that you're processing things and you're trying to figure these things out. Yeah. And so thank you for inviting me. And like that brings safety to you yeah. for, in our well, it relationship. It brings security that you're aware and that you're being intentional, Yeah. right? Instead of just like, <laughs> I've got my blinders on and I'm heading in this direction yeah. and I'm not gonna, you know, pause and look around <laughs> and see where I'm at and what's happening yeah. around me. I was me, good at doing that. Right? <laughs> But it is comforting to know that like, oh no, you you care. This mm. matters to you. The things that you're doing and saying and the way that you're being, it, it matters to you how you're treating me and the kids. And there is a lot of comfort in that because that, that shows that you, you love us mm. and that you really do want the best for us and you're willing to do that work. Mm. Well, I do love you. Oh. And I do love our kids. Well, that's and... good. <laughs> Thank you. I love you too. <laughs> but... Here is the thing. If we don't deal with these things in our past that are causing us pain, or maybe it's those unhealthy habits, or whatever whatever stuff, whatever emotional baggage, or whatever it is that's affecting us negatively, we'll hang on to that. Mm. And it's going to continue to impact our lives today mm-hmm. and in the future. Right, But if we want to be free from the effects of that stuff, we have to learn how to process it and grow. That way that stuff, it doesn't continue to define us. It doesn't continue to to steal Mm -hmm. from our our present. Mm -hmm. And for some, this may be a really hard process. And again, the reason why I say that is because it was a hard process for me, like to really start digging through my life and to understand why I responded the way that I did, why I acted certain ways that I did. And maybe some of that is fear of like, well, I just don't want to point the finger and blame somebody. And and you've already said like, that's not the goal of this here. And maybe it was just the fact of I may not like what I dig up or I may then have to admit that I have some faults. Yeah. And sometimes it's sin, right? It's just plain old sin. Right. I have to admit that. And we have to humble ourselves and and admit that. Right. And and so for me, it it was a, a harder process to learn to start moving through, but I have become so much healthier. Our relationship has become so much healthier. Our parenting has become so much healthier. When I've been able to be like, why do I respond this way in this situation with our kids? Why do I respond this way with you? Why do I... And I was able to dig through. And then, because once I was able to acknowledge it, first, that helps me then to admit that I did do those things. Right. I can then make it, put in a game plan to start to adjust and make some changes. As well as, and I think this is a really important part too, is, is the forgiveness piece. Mm-hmm. I may have to seek forgiveness, but I also may have to just grant forgiveness to the past and and just really allow those things to to go. Uh, We can do all the work of finding the root. We can do all the work of processing it and learning it, learning uh, about it. 
but again, if we hold on to unforgiveness and we hold on to bitterness, we really just kind of become stuck living in the past. And so learning how to forgive is another, I believe it's another key to freedom from our baggage and just enabling us to be able to live in the joy-filled life in, in general when we can really learn to offer forgiveness, to grant forgiveness, yeah. to really process where forgiveness would play into this. Yeah, that that is really true. And and again, just to clarify, forgiveness isn't saying that, that something didn't happen mm. or that something didn't affect us negatively. Yeah. It's not even saying that what did happen is okay, mm. right? Rather, it, it's a conscious deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or maybe even a group of people who have harmed us, Mm -hmm. regardless whether they actually deserve our forgiveness or not. And we're so thankful that that is how God approaches forgiveness with us. He is always in a posture to offer forgiveness. Mm Even though we don't deserve it, mm-hmm. he's ready to forgive. Yeah. Over and over we'll again. We'll just ask. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Forgiveness, it can bring that closure and healing. It can bring peace and help us to, to more fully experience the kind of wholeness and the kind of oneness that we desire in our marriages. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, who doesn't want more of that? Uh, well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the, the more oneness and, and, and those things. And we share this too, uh, like the forgiveness piece, because that's what I found in my life too. As I've learned to forgive and let go of the past, there has been healing. There has been peace. There has been able to then step into my adult life more fully and experience more wholeness in my own life. And I think we're able to be more secure as an individual, Mm -hmm. right? And so when something happens, we don't need to put up some kind of wall of protection Mm -hmm. because we're okay with who we are, Mm -hmm. right? We don't have these insecurities or or all this baggage that we're dragging around. And so we're free to to process it and realize it doesn't define us Mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't need to be who we are we can deal with it and process it and either seek or grant forgiveness and move on Mm -hmm. and then we can make choices for our life and how we want to live and what that looks like in our parenting and our marriage and and those types of things and that's what we have found and it's been really helpful for us to be able to identify some of these things and, and be processing it in our own lives and in our in our own marriage as well well, we hope uh, there were a few nuggets in there for everyone today. Uh, and as always, we love to end the podcast with some processing questions. Uh, Valerie, why don't you share what we have for our listeners here today? Yeah, some questions just to help process this is, how have I dealt with the stuff or the baggage that I brought into our marriage? And the other question is, why do I do what I do? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that that last question. Why do I do what I do? Yeah, start journaling those answers uh-huh. and, and you get a lot of realization of, of yourself there. I love that. So, uh, hey, everyone out that's out there, we just want to say thanks for listening. And we haven't said this in a little bit, but if you could uh, give us, uh, what what is it on the podcast? Is a it rating, a like, a, a rating, review, rating, a review, it. share it with family and friends, all those things. It really helps with all that algorithm stuff to spread the word about marriage 
marriage talk and really get it uh, the word out there more uh, thank you as always for those that are doing that already and it our is, faithful listeners yes <laughs> thank you for being a faithful listener we hope that you have been growing in your marriage we hope that it's been impactful in your life and in your parenting and in this journey that we do called life but again thanks for listening and we will talk with you next week bye 